Thanks again for tuning in to the Under the Dome Radio Podcast. It's the podcast by and for fans of the CBS TV series, Under the Dome. This is episode number eight of the podcast. You can find out all the details at underthedomeradio.com. Now, we've got a super special episode for you this time around. Normally, about this time of the week, we have our detailed listener feedback and... Myself and Troy give our analysis of the episode that we just saw, which was Manhunt. But Troy is currently out of the country, believe it or not. And near the end of this episode, we've got all the details about what Troy's up to and how you can support him in what he is doing. So stay tuned for that later on. But we've got a very special episode like we talked about just a second ago. We've got an interview with the emissary of Wilmington, North Carolina, the filming industry, uh, Hollywood South. It's known as Wilmywood. And we've got Sheila Brothers talking all about the filming locations for Under the Dome, as well as a lot of other Hollywood projects. She is the morning on-air talent at Sunny 104.5 FM in Wilmington, North Carolina. She's been a big supporter of the podcast. You've seen her interview stars from the show and even ask some of those stars questions from Under the Dome Radio Podcast. So we've got the videos on our site of her asking those stars those questions. If you want to check those out, go to underthedomeradio.com slash videos. But without further ado, as they like to say, let's turn it over and find out more about this town, this large city actually, where they film so much of Under the Dome and what it's like to be there amidst all the action. It's our pleasure to welcome to the podcast the star of Wilmywood herself, Sheila Brothers. Hey there. Hey, Troy. Hey, Wayne. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for uh, agreeing to come on with us. You've been uh, an integral part of the podcast lately. You've been so involved in helping spread the word and spreading the love of Under the Dome Radio. Well, I tell you, you guys are doing a great job. I, I have to say, let me give you guys some major kudos to kick off the show. I know it'll, it'll make you feel better. There's so many podcasts out there. Uh, that sound very, I'll just say unprofessional, but you guys are really great. I can tell, especially you, Wayne, you've definitely been in radio before, and it's nice to have an announcer and an interviewer who actually, you know, just knows his stuff. And between you and Troy, it's just, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you, Sheila. We appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Now that our heads have exploded to the, (laughs) out the doorway. Uh, we've got some questions and answers, and I'm pretty sure you'll know most of the answers. So we want to go ahead and and uh, see if you can help us out because a lot of people have not been to Wilmywood yet, which is like Hollywood South, would you say? Yeah, it's where Hollywood and Wilmington collide. Sounds perfect to me. I need to book a trip. <laughs> yes, you do. We got <laughs> beaches, we got mountains, we got everything in North Carolina. So Wilmington has it all. You just got to drive a few hours. If you want to just do some major hiking, you just have to walk or drive just a couple minutes to the most beautiful beaches. We really do. Plus, we got Screen Gem Studios, 10 sound stages. So we really do have it all. 10 sound stages. Holy cow. Yes, we do. So what are some things that have filmed down there then? Oh, there's a little movie uh, that came out this year called Iron Man 3. Have you heard of it? I've heard of that. That's one of those new ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those new ones. We've had so many movies go here, uh, through here. And actually, funny enough, it all started with Stephen King's Firestarter. 
Really? Believe it or not. Yes, really. And we've had so many shows from One Tree Hill to Dawson's Creek to Arthur Newman come through here. Uh, I'm trying to just name Amelia. We're the Millers with Jennifer Aniston. Um, and of course, you know, the big one is Iron Man 3. Another Stephen King, Maximum Overdrive, that was shot here. Don't let me forget Safe Haven, because that was a great movie that came out this year. That was filmed here, too. Very cool. I had no idea. I need to get out more. That's excellent. How about yourself, Sheila? Oh, what what kind of drew you into um, this whole Wilmy Wood concept? Long story short, I ended up moving here to pursue other entertainment opportunities in the music business. But when I did move here, actually... I never sang a day in my life, but I accidentally got into radio. I accidentally got into stunt work, and then I accidentally got into the whole social media and love of, of film. It just everything that was supposed to happen in my life drew me here. Those are all good accidents. Yeah, it, <laughs> my whole life is a happy accident, so it kind of works out <laughs> for me. <laughs> Can you kind of give us, I know it's kind of hard, verbally explaining this but can you give it a shot and try to give us the layout of wilmington and the surrounding area like if if we were looking at a map on the hood of sheriff perkins car okay um well I, as in location wise we're about mm, 50 minutes from the border of south carolina so we're right on the water right on the beaches um wilmington is got the charm charming downtown atmosphere of course it's got the beach living it's got our own airport yes we're little but we do have our own airport um it's it's definitely known for the southern charm probably more than anything else with the show itself obviously being there in wilmington under the dome which we're doing the podcast for what what does a show like under the dome do for the wilmington economy itself you know, that's a really good question because, let alone all the other movies, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Susan Sarandon, Kathy Bates, they just left, they just filmed a movie called Tammy that will be out next 4th of July. And that movie alone employed over 2,300 people. Now, with that being said, uh, with our 25% tax incentive, which is great, and I asked Jack Bender this very question, uh, that's one of the reasons, let alone the locations, because he referred to us as, you know, we could be anywhere, anywheresville, USA. And we can, because we have just about everything. Under the Dome employs, and this is my best guess, but it's kind of pretty accurate, between 150 to 300 people per day. So... You have jobs, jobs, jobs. I mean, that's really the biggest thing. And then through those jobs and through these productions coming here, you have the vendors uh, that are so important, the paint shops, um, the restaurants. I mean, everything, it's a trickle effect that really gets this business booming. I know some of the restaurants that are every star's favorite, whether it's Dan Aykroyd that was here a month ago. Um, they have their favorite restaurants and they're becoming famous and their businesses are booming because of these stars and because of these producers and just because of the local economy with the catering, everything in between. Um, it's a huge impact on the state. So not that we want to have people stalk the stars or anything, but what are some of the hot spots in Wilmington <laughs> there? I knew I was going to get asked this question. Um, well, some of the favorite restaurants, there's a restaurant called Mana. Uh, just about every single star goes to Mana. Uh, second, uh, which really, 
I can't say one's better than the other because they're all fabulous. Uh, circa 1922, very uh, big restaurant for these guys. Another restaurant called Ketch. Um, Yosaki is another uh, sushi bar. It's another one. Nikki's is a sushi bar as well. Those are huge restaurants for uh, the stars that just you'll see them all the time there. So with the pilot airing this past week, we got a real nice pullback shot of the entire dome over the area. Was that kind of encompassing the Wilmington area? How, like, what areas of the town did they shoot in? Like, what are some of the hot spots for the sets? Yeah, the, the, in the pilot, when you saw that a couple of weeks ago, it's really funny that you mentioned that because I just got an email um, from this man named Owen. He lives in Connecticut. And let me read this to you because he, he loved the premiere and he said, uh, so in the episode, Mike Vogel, Barbie, in an effort to avoid the cows and crashes through a fence. And he's like, this can't be Southport, Burgar, Wilmington. He goes, I'm guessing this farm is not any of these three pit places. I'm not a local, so I don't know. I'm from Connecticut. Where was this film? And they have a lot, actually, you know, under the dome is actually about four different cities. Uh, the shot that he's talking about on the farm where the dome came down, the cow got sliced in half, that's actually in Curry, North Carolina. And that's about 20 minutes away from Burgaw. And that's a city that actually no one's talking about. They're talking about Wilmington, Burgaw, and Southport. But no one's mentioning Curry. And they're in Curry, North Carolina, like every single week. Um, other cool places of reference, if you want to know where Big Jim's car lot is, that's filmed in Southport. Now, Big Jim's house versus, like, the back porch versus the inside of his house is actually in two different counties. Interesting. <laughs> his back porch, yeah, his back porch is filmed on Bay Street in Southport, but the interior of his house is actually in the downtown Wilmington area on Chestnut Street. Well, I suppose if you have that much then, money thrown around the C notes and stuff, you know, you can have a house as big as you want, I suppose. That's true. That is true. Now, we do have sound stages seven and eight that is booked at Screen Gem Studios here in Wilmington. And the interior of the radio station is at Screen Gems, but the exterior is actually in Southport. And if you do you remember in the pilot when the teenagers and we introduce uh, Ben, the character Ben, played by John Elvis? The skateboarder kid, that bridge. bridge is just past downtown Wilmington. It's called the Sixth Street Bridge, and that's a pretty famous bridge just past downtown. Is that the same bridge we see in your videos that you posted up from the premiere? No. No, that's a good question. That's actually one of our main bridges called the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge. No relation to the Cape Fear film or book itself. That's correct. <laughs> but actually, Cape Fear actually was shot... Um, just east of us. So it, it was a North Carolina film. Hey, Sheila, are they all the way done shooting under the dome for now? Can people still visit the set? No. And you know, that's a really good question because I brought that up on the blog last week. Uh, Screen Gem Studios, which is so fabulous. It's one of the third largest in the country and one of the best because not only do we have 10 sound stages, but stage 10 is what we call the dream stage. It's like the biggest water stage in the country. And um, Screen Gems has not done tours in years. We used to be able to do them all the time. But I do have good news. As of last week, I was told by Screen Gems they're going to get really 
busy because they're just trying to get the A-OK -okay from CBS and once that passes, Screen Gems is hoping to do uh, tours again in August. But this is really cool because you know what else is coming to Wilmington is Fox Television Sleepy Hollow. And really? so their plans, yes, I'm so excited about that. They shot that in Salisbury, North Carolina, the pilot, which is going to premiere in September. Um, but they're also planning on building on the back lot, which is going to be really cool. So when people come here and they want to see, you know, what's going on in the Screen Gem Studios, which we have really cool studios, you'll be able to see stage seven and eight with Under the Dome. And then Sleepy Hollow will also have a sound stage plus the back lot, plus some other movies coming into town that might be taking up that space as well. Where can we find out about those? Well, that's pretty easy. It's called What's Up in Wilmywood. I have a Wilmywood blog, and it's called <laughs> Wilmywood, well, the address, I should say, wilmywood.wordpress.com. Excellent. We'll be sure to link to that in our uh, show notes at underthedomeradio.com, because that, that way people can be totally up to date with all the things going on around Wilmywood. But if they want to come down just to visit, you know, can they come visit you? Is there someplace they can come find you? Of course you? they can come. Famous Sheila Brothers? I'm on, the, I'm on the radio on Sunny 104.5, so you can't miss me. I'm always on the radio. There's always something I'm doing radio-related. I do, um, not only do I do the blog, but I do the blog live on the radio. I do the morning show on Sunny. It's called the Sunny Morning Show. And every Monday through Friday, I do the What's Up in Wilmywood segment at 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning. So I do it twice, so I make sure that it gets out to everyone. And then I podcast it and blog it. So it's pretty easy to find. So we have a bunch of listeners in many countries. Are you guys streaming 104.5 on the webs somewhere that they can uh, hear you from abroad even? Absolutely. It's at 1045sunnyfm.com. Fabulous. So the premiere day, pretty big day in Wilmington. Um, all the stars came out for the red carpet. I know there were a few stars that were missing, but uh, that's where you asked all these fantastic video questions for us. Just give us a feel for the evening. Like... You know, if something this big comes to town, does the whole town get gussied up and, you know, or is it just VIPs that get to come to the premiere? Yeah, it was Dome Day. And the interesting thing is that uh, CBS, uh, we have a sister station, CBS 10 WILM, they're partner with us at Sunrise Broadcasting. We were the only ones that got to give tickets away. So <laughs> we were very popular for about a week. <laughs> very popular. Yeah, so um, it was it was win them. The only way in was to win, and so um, we were praying that everybody who was an extra, you know, got to go because the the crew of Under the Dome actually got their own premiere um, the Sunday before it aired. They did it at UNCW University of North Carolina at Wilmington, and they were able to have their own premiere because they were working Thursday night. So there was, there was all these crew members that were working their tails off night and day, you know, that couldn't go Thursday night. So they did their own, and I thought that was really cool for CBS to do um, big time. It was very cool. But the energy, let me tell you, the energy was insane. It was insane. I mean, they had a line that the premiere started at 6.30, and they had a line at 4 o'clock all the way down past Thalian Hall into the streets. I mean, people were so excited. They wanted the best seats. They wanted to get a glimpse, but they didn't want to miss, you know, getting their seat to the big event because not only was it 
the red carpet arrivals and the interviews, but it was also with OMG insider Kevin Frazier. He got to introduce everyone. We saw the pilot, and then there was a big Q&A session at the end, which was so great, and Kevin Frazier was amazing. So he had all the cast up there, including Stephen King, Neil Baer, executive producer, also Brian K. Vaughn, the writer and executive producer, and Jack Bender, another executive producer and a fantastic director. So we got a lot of good insight from them. Yeah, we love Jack Bender because we're losties, first and foremost. So much of that. You know, tied to Lost, too, because actually Dean Norris, we found out, was actually in Lost back in season five. And then Brian K. Vaughn did some stuff on Lost, too. So I think it's got a lot of Lost feel, you know, from what we saw even oh, yeah. just in the pilot. And don't forget also, um, uh, what's her name? The one who plays um, the Sweetbriar Rose at the, the restaurant. Uh, she was in Lost as well. Um there's more than just those guys. I mean, there was a bunch of them that were in Lost, and it was just the connection. I asked them, I said, man, your Kevin Bacon numbers are just crazy with Lost. What is it? <laughs> you know, it couldn't have been a coincidence, and, and, and indeed, it, it wasn't. I mean, when they find good actors, you know, they don't let go of them. So you saw the pilot that night. So the real question is, is yes. how many times have you watched it since? I've watched it twice because I had to watch it Monday night again. It, you know, just in the comfort of my own couch to see uh, see it again on TV, just like with everyone else. And while I was doing that, some of the cast members and everyone else, if you're ever in Wilmington on a Monday night, you go to Hell's Kitchen, downtown Wilmington, because that's where the viewing parties are every single Monday night. And we actually got a call in from one of the domies, as they're calling themselves, the extras. Yeah. And uh, our friend Livin right. Salty on Twitter, she was there at Hell's Kitchen with Colin Ford and sent in a picture, so... Yeah, it was, uh, yeah like it John Elvis was, was there too. It's oh, great, and they're going to do it every single Monday night. So wow. I guarantee you, over the 13 episodes that you see, if you want a vacation in Wilmington, you got you know your beaches, you got just it's a great place to vacation. Stop in the Hell's Kitchen 10 o'clock on Monday nights. You won't be sorry. I bet it's going to become a more popular party every single week as we go through this uh, season of Under the Dome. Oh, I think so, too. I mean, when your ratings go from 13.1 overnight, and then by midday, they increase to 13.5 million viewers. It's a huge hit. Jack Bender was on the set right after the pilot. And when those numbers came in, he gathered the cast and the crew, you know, thanking everybody for a great job. And he said that those numbers have not been seen by a young adult audience since Gunsmoke. And that's wow. going back a ways. So he couldn't be more pleased. CBS couldn't be more pleased. It's just, I, I'm just hoping that the numbers stay really high because the rumor has it after the 13 episodes are shot, I believe they've got to the end of July. So they've got about, they got like at least three more episodes to go before they're done. If, if they get renewed, which we should know any day now, then they were going to take a 10-week hiatus. But now they're saying it's more like a six-week six hiatus, and they want to get right back to shooting for season two for next summer. Wow. I would love to be an extra in one of those next episodes if it gets renewed. That would be amazing. I know, right? <laughs> it, they have so much fun. This community, there's a community of extras down here that first they were the militia, okay, because Revolution, the first season of Revolution shot here from NBC. They called themselves the militia. They were their own extras, and now they're all domies. So I'm wondering, <laughs> you know, after, you know, under the dome is gone, if there are going to be 
he found in downers for the last couple episodes because you know danny mcbride is here filming hbo's last season of eastbound and down as well and uh are they gonna hold out six weeks until they can be domies again they're great i mean they're the biggest happiest group of people extras that you can count on and they love what they do i just i love them so much they're just the sweetest people ever excellent and i want to send you personal mega thank yous uh for asking some of the questions that we offered up from the under the dome radio podcast that you then turn around and asked some of the stars from under the dome when you were on the red carpet a few weeks ago we were so blown away by the awesomeness of those youtube videos that we went ahead and linked to them on our own website so that uh, some of our listeners can become additional listeners of yours and i just want to thank you sheila that was amazing well, you asked really good questions, and that, that's what counted really in the end. And, you know, I just love the idea that you're doing a podcast about this. And it only helps Wilmington, which helps Under the under the Dome, which helps CBS and so forth. Did you catch the interview with Britt Robinson? Yes. Yeah, and I watched because, her all you know, the way I back. Asked from, him, I bet I, you did. <laughs> being, um, you know, big with the you know, foster and adoption and things of that nature around, you know, my life and some of my friends' lives, you know, I really enjoyed Life Unexpected when it was on the CW and to see her come onto the scene yeah. and, you know, being that we were, you know, growing up with The Creek and Roswell and Tree Appleby, you know, so it was really nice to see Lux come on to, um, you know, the screen. Yeah. And then, of course, she did Avalon, which was an awesome, uh, you know, ABC Disney property and then going over to do... Do not forget the secret circle. <laughs> it, it, I thought it was great. I don't know why CW didn't get behind I it. Love- Loved, loved the secret circle. And she was so great in that too, because it was like this mystical properties that she had. And then just the way she went from the kind of good witch. I don't know if I want to do this dark stuff to the dark stuff. And just being able to have that depth in her character was fantastic. So I'm really glad to see what you bring to the Angie. She told me after character. the interview, she said that um, you know she played Cassie, and then her best friend in real life is Faye, and her and Phoebe are actually roommates in L.A. That's so cool. I never knew that. Yeah, like real life. Yeah. So you saw her on the red carpet. So I have to ask the question. So in the pilot episode, yeah. in the one opening scene with Junior, she has a butterfly oh, yeah. tattoo on her back shoulder. So is the butterfly tattoo hers? Or was it kind of one of these like Stephen King kind of nods to his other work with 112263 with the JFK shooting novel? You know, it's a great question, but what she was wearing, I couldn't tell. And that would have been another great question to ask her. So if I do see her again, which I probably will, um, I'll definitely ask her that question. You guys are filled with great questions. Thank so, you. So your theory, what's the theory that you have? Because we, we obviously, you know, did the podcast just dropped on Thursday, the week, the, the week of Dome Day. And we had a couple interesting theories right off the bat. So what's your theory behind what is the Dome? Well, I didn't read the book, and I didn't on purpose, even though I, they've been filming here since February, and I had plenty of opportunities to read it, but I didn't because I really thought that it was going to taint my view. If, you, if you've seen Stephen King, you noticed, especially you, saw, you had it on your Facebook page, so I know that you know, Stephen King had to write something to calm down the readers. Mm-hmm. Great article. So, because, you know, it's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing to my book? You know, and so um, I'm holding out on initial thoughts yet because I, I really need to let it digest a little bit more. I want to get into about mid-season where I actually come to a conclusion. 
is it true that they're you know depending on what you've seen our speculation was whether is they're doing like one calendar day per episode is that what you've heard as well that's what it feels like to me that's what it feels like to me now i haven't asked that question which i can ask for you and get an answer back for sure i'll definitely do that because i'm sure i'll be talking to you guys again but that's exactly what it feels like to me but according to the book if you guys i mean you guys both read the book right yes Correct. okay so according to the book that's only like it's 1,100 pages in like four days, right? It's almost eight, I think, if I did my math. We're, we went in our joke. Eight and days? We, yeah, we can't do math on the podcast live, but I no. do think it's eight. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I know that um, the Stephen King book is strictly the bones for this TV series. Nothing more, nothing less. So they're going to take it in so many different directions. And especially remember, if they get renewed, I mean, that's, that's the key, renewed, renewed. So just how many days are going to go by? They would love it, talking to Brian K. Vaughn, um, talking to Jack Bender. They really are thinking, we'd love to do this for three, four, five years. So how, much, how many days can you stretch out over five years? Yeah, and if you go back to Stephen King's previous work that he tried to do you know, earlier in the 70s, 80s, when he wrote this, it was a you know, an apartment building and people turn into cannibals or something and before you threw the mm -hmm. script away, how much material from that could they draw from, especially if, you know, they said that Steven might actually write an episode in season two if season two is a yes. green light. Oh, people, people are so excited about that. That was a big buzz thing in Wilmington about Stephen King possibly writing an episode if there's a season two. And let me tell you, I mean, they have rumors already saying we could find out any day, the day after the pilot came out. Wow. They were saying... Any day now, any day now, we will know if there's a season two. And I'm guessing um, by the time we air this podcast, we're going to have an answer, if not right after. Interesting. It's amazing how quickly sometimes these things can actually happen. Because, yeah, they could take the story anywhere. I mean, there could be additional domes in additional areas. Who knows? <laughs> could be a yeah, dome. I mean, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. If, if anybody read Under the Dome, they know the ending. And obviously, that's not going to be the ending ending. Right, so it's um, not even a spoiler. What? Right, so, so it's a whole ant farm thing. It's not going to be an ant farm thing by the 13th episode. Okay, that, I mean, we know that to be true. Um, but what I do know is that I heard, and I asked Brian K. Vaughn this, and he kind of admitted, kind of denied it. I said, look, I said, from what I'm hearing... I heard that the writers, um, they were talking about the show and they were writing and writing and Stephen King was telling them, man, I like your stuff better than mine. Now, <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn said, well, he said he really liked it. I wish I would have thought of that. And I'm like, you know what? To me, that's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing two different stories, but I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the, with the first one, not the latter. Well, and it was in the letter too that Stephen King wrote to the fans that was on our Facebook page that we put out there. He said, like, yeah, you all hated my ending anyway, so why not take Brian's ending? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And it was great, too, because in the book, because since you didn't read it, there's actually a shout-out to Brian Vaughn in the book, in his graphic novels. No way. As well really? as Steven Spielberg, as well as, like, some of the Apple products and things. So Steven was very current in the, in the writing of the book, so it was just very cool that Brian's involved with the show, and then there he is on, I can't remember what page and number it was on, but it was, oh, my gosh, just Brian Vaughn's name. That's interesting. <laughs> That's awesome because Brian said that he wrote a little something in the beginning of uh, that uh, graphic novel that he wrote. 
Um, which is, it was funny because when, when Brian, the writer, executive producer, for those who don't know, Brian K. Vaughn, fabulous guy, loves the Wilmington and North Carolina film crew, which is great. Um, he, that's exactly what he was saying. He totally geeked out when Stephen King was here, finally. And they couldn't get him to shut up. Like, stop asking him strange things about his novellas. Just stop. He was so geeking out when he met him. I just happened to see on, what was it, YouTube or something today, uh, the day that we recorded this, you posted, um, you were at WYBS, is that correct? WYBS, yes. The Mills. Sorry, that was a little Howard Stern thing, sorry. No, that's, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> the one thing I can tell you, interesting, cool fact, is I did post a video um, last week about, you know, being there and getting... You know, using the headphones and just kind of messing around. I was just goofing around because it was fun to be at this radio station. And the radio station that they use, the interior, is actually on stage seven. And um, when you go in, it's great because not only is it like old school radio, and I know you guys can understand it, especially Wayne. I know you were, Troy, were you in radio too? Or is it just Wayne? Yeah, I did a little bit about six years uh, during college and then right afterwards. Okay. Okay. We were more digital at the time. Wayne's definitely more of the big dial guy. Oh, we had well, levers. <laughs> Wayne, let me tell you, this is old school. And the coolest part is, is we actually donated it from Sunrise Broadcasting. We gave them some of that equipment. Oh, that was the coolest part. I'm like, this, this came from my company. It was just so exciting to see it on a movie set. That's excellent. How, you know, since you are in morning radio, how do you like the portrayal so far of the radio station that's under the dome? Um, pretty cool because, you know, like most radio stations these days, when you're not, you know, in major cities, there's no budget. So, you know, I like the old school leather couches that have been there for like 20 years. <laughs> um, the old equipment, it makes perfect sense. You're going to have still old equipment at a place like Chester's Mill, especially it's an independent rock station. So, you know, there's no budget whatsoever. How do we know? That's exactly where I he's, started was old school yeah, alternatives. Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, they still had records and CDs. That's like unheard of nowadays. Everything's all computer generated. I mean, we just click of a mouse or a touch screen and everything's automated. So it's a whole lot easier. You, know, you don't have to worry about record scratching. You don't have to worry about carts going out of whack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so it, it's great. It's pretty tried and true to a small town like Chester's Mill. Well, it's been great having you on. Is there anything else coming up? Something about a radiothon there in Wilmington? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, if people are in Wilmington, especially in September, every year, Sunny 104.5 uh, does a radiothon, Caring for Kids, at NHRMC, and it's the Women and Children's Hospital here that's a nonprofit that actually serves the five-county area around here. Well, this year, we're raising money for the hospitality house. It's kind of like a Ronald McDonald house, and the one we have here now is very just outdated, so they're building a $4 million facility to have like double the amount of space so people can use it when they either, you know, they come here on vacation and something tragic happens or, you know, they have to come in for cancer treatments or just any type of thing that they have to come from out of county to Wilmington. Uh, our hospital is phenomenal, but they're a nonprofit. So every year we raise money. Now the film industry has been so good to us every year. Last year, 
NBC's Revolution, the cast, David Lyons, Graham Rogers, oh, yeah. Tim Guinea, um, they all came. They actually answered phones for us and signed autographs, and they donated their own money. So this year, um, Under the Dome is already providing uh, scripts, autograph scripts this year. Uh, the movie Tammy with Susan Sarandon and Melissa McCarthy, um, I believe they're going to send us some logoed merchandise our way. And then uh, Colin Firth and Emily Blunt, they sign movie posters for us. So the film industry here uh, is just so supportive of the community. So I'm really glad that's going to happen. So around September 18th, we'll be doing it. And uh, you'll have a chance actually to win some of this stuff, which is going to be great. So if you're an Under the Dome fan and you'd love an autograph script, be on the lookout. You can go to our website and we'll have it up there at 1045sunnyfm.com. I do want to give, guys, more than anything, the most important thing to me, for me to wrap up with you guys, uh, Troy and Wayne, uh, is that basically what I am here in Wilmington is basically the biggest North Carolina film cheerleader on the planet. I mean, that's kind of my job. I'm the cheerleader. Because the North Carolina film industry, the crew, is hands down amazing. I know they have a lot of LA snobs come here going, oh, we better bring our own crew here. But the minute they meet our crew and the equipment we have and, you know, everything, they're just like, wow. And then the experience our crew has, they go, wow. And they fall in love with our crew. I cannot recommend a better place to shoot than Wilmington, North Carolina, because we truly do have it all. The locations, the film crew, everything. So I got to give my biggest cheers to the crew here in North Carolina. They're amazing. And we hope to visit sometime soon, for sure. You will have a place to stay, sirs. So you just come on down and we will hook you up. We'll get you a place to stay and you come enjoy the beaches, maybe visit some sound stages, whatever you guys want. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much. That would be awesome. And just the way you described it on the podcast here today, as well as reading your Twitter feed. It just sounds fantastic. It's like a hidden gem that I didn't know of, you know, because all I hear about is a lot of the outside of Hollywood filming that's going on up in Vancouver, Canada. I had no idea that Wilmington had all of this going on in Wilmy Wood. Yeah. Did you know how many people have houses here? Alec Baldwin, Al Gore, jo- Jolene Purdy, our own little Dodie on Under the Dome. Her husband already wants to move here. Sydney Penny lives here. There's so many people that have houses here because they come here to film, they fall in love, they stay, or at least they buy a house to come back to. (laughs) That sounds excellent. Sheila, thank you so very much for being on with us. We'll have links to everything that you mentioned at uh, underthedomeradio.com, your Twitter feed, your blog, your radio station, 104.5 Sunny. All of that we'll have links to right on our website. And do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share before we head out back under the dome i just want to thank you for being under the dome and being the most knowledgeable podcast on the planet when it comes to stephen king and cbs is under the dome thank you guys you've been wonderful that was a ton of fun sheila thank you so much again for being so gracious with your time and information and just giving us all the scoop on wilmington north carolina and how you're involved at sunny 104.5 fm and all of the other good stuff again everybody go to underthedomeradio.com slash sheila for all the details now as promised at the beginning of the show we're going to give you details on my co-host troy heinrichs who's currently 
out of the country. Now, you know, Troy does a lot with computers and social stuff and just giving back. And you might remember that he was out riding his bike to raise money to fight multiple sclerosis a few weeks ago. And this week he's in Haiti, the country of Haiti. A few years ago, his church helped start up a computer school in the city of La Ki. And this week, Troy is there in Haiti teaching Haitians how to use a web browser and surf the internet. And knowing Troy, if they get ahead of schedule, I'm sure he's going to find a little bit of time to show them how to go to underthedomeradio.com, how to listen to a podcast, and maybe even how to get the podcasting bug and create some of their own. But anyway, IIT, the Institute for Information Technology, is the idea of Haitian Lionel Legu, who grew up in La KI in Haiti, and after serving with many mission teams from the U.S., he had a dream to begin a computer school in his hometown and help train and educate others in his community so they can be productive and begin to build a better Haiti. Education is key to helping the people of Haiti help themselves. Through this computer school, many who might not be able to attend college can receive valuable computer skills that are going to be useful in various businesses and institutions throughout the country. And with the partnership and initial funding from various donors in the U.S., this new school was set up in June of 2012 and classes began shortly thereafter in fall of 2012. Now, here's a bunch of ways that Troy lists that you can get involved in helping make this dream a reality. You can like IIT Haiti on Facebook and share it with others. And of course, we'll have a link in the show notes at underthedomeradio.com slash Sheila. You can also write thank you letters to the supporters of IIT Haiti. Grant writers are certainly needed. And you can even help organize a fundraising campaign within your own company or hold a fundraiser in your church. You can contact local business IT departments in your area and ask about donations of computers and supplies to help out IIT in Haiti. You can visit Haiti with the USII team next time around, and you can pray that God will bless their efforts. Support IIT by sponsoring a student for a year is another way you can go ahead and help out. So again, be sure to visit IIT Haiti on Facebook, the link in the show notes at underthedomeradio.com slash Haiti or slash Sheila, whichever is easiest for you to remember or spell. And you could just go there and both will forward to the same place. So it's time to start talking about the needs of Haiti and it's time to start doing something about it. Advancement in computer skills and education and training is a tangible way for the people of Haiti to help lift their country out of poverty. Even the smallest involvement in this school can see great blessings and rewards. Everything counts. You can make a difference in so many ways. So getting started today, you can contact them at iithaiti.org slash contact hyphen us. And again, we'll have the links at underthedomeradio.com. Just go there and follow the links for all the information. Scroll down, you'll see all the details. And then we are hoping when Troy is safely back here in the States to have our full feedback episode all about manhunt. Hoping to have that out on Monday, July 15th. Stay tuned. We're kind of working around this schedule because this is a very important project that Troy's involved in. And we'll be back to normal, whatever that is, very, very soon. So we thank you so very much for tuning in and hearing the awesome Sheila Brothers interview. Visit uh, her websites, her blog for all the details about what's going on at Wilmywood. Visit the radio station website. I believe you can even listen live there if you're up in the weekday morning time frame. Check out Sheila follower on Twitter. We'll have all the links for you to do that. She's been a 
great source of help for the podcast encouragement and she has her finger on the pulse of what's going on in wilmington north carolina with all the film crews and who knows if under the dome gets picked up for a second season which we might even know about fairly soon they could be back in wilmington to film some more under the dome goodness so again we want to hear all of your thoughts and theories about what you think is going on under the dome especially after seeing the manhunt episode Give us a call at area code 904-469-7469 or go to underthedomeradio.com. You'll find all the details on how you can leave your voicemail right there from the website and be involved in the show because we really want to hear your thoughts and theories because I think Manhunt is one of the best episodes so far, maybe the best episode so far, and laying a lot of groundwork. And I'm glad to see that some people are starting to get suspicious because there's a lot of lies, there's a lot of secrets, and things are definitely going on. So, although the propane tanks are holding kind of steady, you never know how long that may go. So, you can underthedomeradio.com if you'd like to uh, donate and sponsor some propane tanks to help fund the operation and keep the bandwidth rolling right along here. You can definitely do that. Or you can even pre-order the DVD and Blu-ray sets of the first season of Under the Dome through our affiliate link. It goes through Amazon. You get Amazon's Great service, great price, but if you purchase through our affiliate link at underthedomeradio.com, we get a small percentage of that back to help out the show. So thank you yet again. We will be talking to you very soon with Troy being part of the mix yet again. And until that next episode of Under the Dome Radio, if you're looking for us around Chester's Mill, you'll find us lost out on the fringe, trapped under the dome.